Lord, I open my heart to you that the word of God would fall fresh. That my soil of my heart, Lord, would be receptive. Speak to us. Speak to us in our innermost being. Speak to us, Lord, where we are struggling. And we find you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to talk to you today about the question, are trials necessary? It stems from a passage in 1 Peter 1, 6. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary. You have been distressed by various trials, that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. See, when we see him, the Bible says when we see him, we shall be like him. We shall be changed. The trials will suddenly seem like nothing. A blimp in eternity. When we see him, we will understand the things we do not understand now, the whys and the why, why, why. And the question is, are, tri- are, are trials, does God give us trials? Does God place these things on us? My, my thinking is this, because we live in a fallen world, because Adam chose to sin, we reap, we're reaping, we're reaping what they sowed, and we've been born into this thing. The very fact that you and I struggle is because sin. But Jesus come, he came to take that sin on himself so that we could truly live again, that we could truly come to the Father and know him and be in our right mind and to be clothed and to be filled. I really understand. I believe it's the way it works. God doesn't say, well, this guy needs some more trials. I don't think he works that way. We either bring it on our own by our choices or it's because we live in a fallen world. The Lord says, I will go with you through the trials. You see, he went with the Hebrew children to the fiery furnace. When the children of, it, children of Israel, Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego, by the way, that's their heathen names. That's not their biblical names. The king changed their names to heathen names. And as this king Nebuchadnezzar had made this image and proclaimed that no, anyone who doesn't bow down to this gets the fiery furnace. Guess what? He didn't know what he was dealing with. 
And three Hebrew boys understood their, their faith. They understood God. They understood his voice. And they were sold out. Because they said, even if our God does not deliver us, whoa. See, even if it costs our life, many a missionary has gone into places thinking, I may never come out alive, but I'm obedient. As it turned out, the three children of Israel, someone else joined them in the fiery furnace. And you know the story. Likened to an angel, I believe that was Jesus Christ Himself, the angel of the Lord that was walking with the three children. They were not even singed. They were they were not even there wasn't even a trace or smell of smoke on them. Wow. Yes, our Lord is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond all that we ask or think. But sometimes the Lord allows trials to test us. Even though we are serving God, we are not exempt from trials. Hello, does any one of you ever have to look for a trial? <laughs> have you looked for a trial? I wouldn't advise that. Trials just come. They, they're, that's a part of life. I don't understand all the trials where some seem to have more trials than others, and I don't understand. I don't know why Job had to suffer. I, don't, I can't answer those questions, but I know God came through for him. But I know this. I pray more when I'm in a trial. I pray harder. I tend to drift closer to I tend to step, cry out. You see, I think the Lord wants us to cry out, call upon him, call upon him. He wants to be God. He will be God. He wants to show himself over and over to you and I. So how should I respond in trial? If trials are necessary at times, as it says in his word, for a little while, thank God he says for a little while, but your trial, if you're like me, may seem for eternity. You see, we will ever get to this trial. But the Bible says that this life is just a short period, temporary. Not exempt. What did Jesus say? What did he mean? Hey, Matthew chapter 6. Love that chapter. I'm sitting here watching a bird this morning. A little bluebird. Been a while. Little fat little bluebird. Plump. And of course, what did Jesus say about the birds? You ever saw a worried bird? Really? Maybe if he wasn't stressed. But those birds are happy singing, tweeting away. I can hear the birds again since I get these hearing devices. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I forgot to hear. I can't hear the birds without them. They're not very good. Jesus said, I'd take care of the birds. He was talking about don't be anxious. 
when I find myself being anxious, I'm, I'm measuring my amount of stuff to my own strength. Right? Rather than what God is able to do. And so Jesus talks a bit about the birds, clothing, the basics of life, and he, he emphasizes this, 633 Matthew 6. Seek first my kingdom. And all these other things. Things. What do I find myself worrying about too often? These things. We all have to make a living, I understand. And Jesus understands. Well, why do these things get us down? The psalmist said, why is this soul so downcast? And so in question, how should I respond to trials? Jesus said, if one day have us enough trouble of his own. In other words, we don't have to worry. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Take it one day at a time. Take it one step at a time. Take it one trial at a time. If you start to add up, and if you knew all the trials that were coming, it would blow you away, right? I don't want to know. All I want to know is that Jesus is with me. I want to hear his voice. I want to sense his presence. I want to have his word well up within me and remind me again when I'm on the workplace, when I'm in the trenches of life, when I'm in the trials of life, when things are heated in the moment, I want my roots, my, my soul to be filled and being be draw, drawing from the sustenance of God. The psalmist described chapter one. Chapter one. Blessed. Blessed, he says. Blessed is the man who walks in the counsel of the Lord. Blessed, happy, happy, fulfilled, knowing that you are in the vine. You'll be like a tree planted by the streams of water which yield its fruit in season. It's seasonal. Trials are seasonal. Trials come and trials go. And what we learn through the trial is more important than just getting through the trial. I have learned more in the trial than I have in the mountaintop experiences. I have learned more in the fire, more in the times of stress when I have to call out upon him and I begin to believe, you know, this is going to take the Lord. We're going to need a miracle. We're going to need the Lord to provide for us. We're going to need the Lord to show us how to move on from this point. That's the faith walk. That's what God is pleased with when you walk by faith. And so now to answer further the question, how should I respond to trial? You know very well, I'm sure, James 1, verse 1. You know it by heart. Say it with me. Count it all joy when you encounter various trials. Yeah. Oh, really? How do we do that? Because I liken it this way. The inward 
help of the Holy Spirit, is helping you withstand the pressure, the pressure of the world, of the stress coming on you. You ever had those little water balloons? Yeah. And you used to blow them up when you were, remember when you were a kid? Can you remember that far back? <laughs> Kidding you. Come on, work with me. You blew on that, boom, it went right up. And you let the air out and squeal, and I feel like me, let it fly. Right? I wish I should have brought one. That would have been a great object. What, what was I thinking? The pressure. That bloom begins to float away. You tie it off, it floats away. Right? They who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, shall mount up with wings as eagles. What is that, refer- what is that telling us? When you wait and absorb and soak in the presence, you come out conquering. Fiery darts. The shield of faith. Satan's trying to take your head off. No, I got a helmet, so I'm, I'm secure. He can't take my salvation. I'm secure in Christ. This pressure, the infilling of God in our life brings a joy in spite of the trial, in spite of the storm that's going on. There's this inner peace. It's unexplainable. Yes, it's not that you're not human. You worry at times. You, you're like me. I take my eyes and look at the waves, and oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. But I take, I get myself back, and Jesus, we're okay. I'm hanging on. And you're gonna get, you're gonna get the safety. It's gonna be okay. Consider it all joy. Well, how can it be joy? Because this is something that is going to produce. Notice verse 3, knowing that te- the testing of your faith produces endurance. Oh, I get it now. It's, it's, I'm glad because I'm going to grow through this. I'm going to get stronger if I place my faith in Christ. And let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. In other words, somewhere, somehow, God is wanting me to grow where I lack. I'm lacking. There's part of me that needs to be strengthened. And so the trial comes because we live in a fallen world and God allows us to go through trials, but he uses them to show himself that he is faithful, even when we're not faithful. God remains faithful. I, can't, I can hardly believe how we, li- we just went through the Old Testament story on Wednesday. It's just amazing. God, over and 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 over, keeps reaching out to a people that rejects him. It gets him, gets him going, coming, going on the right track, and bang, someone decides to make an idol. <sighs> God is patient with us. But he wants us 
He's so serious about it. He's serious about this relationship. He's serious about the truths, the things that he wants to show to us. He's serious about those kinds of things. Trouble is a part of life. I had a friend who I kind of like buddies, you know, he had buddies in high school. We worked together just out of high school. We had this tendency to have this attitude of everything was sickening. Come on. He had this attitude of sickening. If you told him something that happened to you and it was painful and you just barely got out of it with your life, he would say stuff like this. Well, you think that's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like he didn't even hear what you, you, told, you said. He went on with his own stuff. And we just got so wicked. Whatever. If we were down, we don't go to talk to him because he would have to, he would top our story. <laughs> and then we would be even more down. Where's the hope? Oh, we loved it. We loved this guy. Eventually, he, he found Christ. He found Christ through sets of circumstances. He found Christ. What does the world do without Christ? There's no hope. Why are so many to downcast? Why is there so much heaviness? in our world because we're, it's a fallen world. And here's what we get to do. We get to go out and shine the light of Jesus. Bring hope where there's no hope. Bring the good news of Jesus Christ. You see, if I lack in anything, the Lord cares about me enough and cares about you enough that he wants to work those things out and he's always at work in us. He's always doing, nudging us. He's always encouraging us. We're growing step by step. We're on the road that he wants us to be on when we say yes to Jesus. And so we come to verses like Romans 8, 28 that says, God causes all things to work together for good. For those who love God and are called, right? We believe that. Does that mean God causes the evil? No, I don't think he causes it. He allows it. And our attitude is he works all things out together for good for those who love. In other words, vengeance is mine, for example. Relationships. They're big big time. There are issues in families. There's issues in the workplace. There's issues all across our land. Relationships. If you've been hurt, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Give it to God. Be free. It's in his hands. He'll take care of it. If there needs to be reconciliation somehow, Try the best, do what you can do. If it can't be reconciliation, you have to move on and not carry that thing. 
This trial of relationships can be very, very uh, stressful. Trials of rejection. Trial of feeling that no one really understood you. You were misunderstood. The children of, of God are not without trial. But there's good news. Jesus understands trial. And Jesus said, I'll never leave you, for I'll be with you in the fiery furnace. I'll be with you when the roof caves in. We used to fun around with all these one-liners, you know, the farmer who says the eggs aren't, you know, the hens quit laying, the cow went dry. You know what I'm saying. Everything is gloom and doom. And we can get so, if we only listen to the media, don't, don't listen to much of it, just enough to say, you know, it's enough. Don't believe all of it either. Whoops. No, it's, it's true. We've got to fix our mind upon the things above so that we can put in perspective the things that are below. Does that make sense? When my mind is on the things above, eternity, Christ seated on the throne, his mercy seat, we understand this life is but a sh short, short, short period of time. And someday we'll understand more, but until then it will require of me faith. Faith, when, what really, to define faith, you have to read Hebrews 11, 1, and all that chapter about the people that God called to walk by faith, some of them never got to where they were going, were called or saw, but by faith they believed for it. Heaven will reveal these things to us. But meantime, here's what you can do. Lean on the Lord. Specifically, ask for wisdom. Verse 5, James 1. If any of you lacks wisdom, so you're in this trial, you're not sure what's going on, ask God for insight. Shed your light on us, Lord. Help me to see Help me to hear. Maybe the issue is not so much you, I'm talking about relational, as maybe it is their own issue. Helps you understand, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it God's way. I'm gonna let the Holy Spirit bring change. I can't fix people. I can't change people. God, the Holy Spirit, can do it. And he will do it. 
because he loves people. And he takes broken people, he takes messed up people, he takes throwaways, he takes what we know as Rudolph Misfit Island. Remember that little cartoon, Misfit? He takes them peoples and he restores them and he breathes into them and he gives them a hope and he gives them a purpose. And the fact of the matter is, we were all born, as the scriptures say, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We are all misfits in the eyes of the Lord, but Jesus comes and makes us something that we are likened to being beautiful in his eyes because of his spirit that changes us. And now, I have the mind of Christ. To have the mind of Christ is to think differently than the world. To have the mind of Christ is to see beyond the temporal and see the eternal. The mind of Christ says, I'll forgive and forget. And I'll love you even though, in spite of. Which leads me to another way we can handle trial. is to bear one another's burdens. And I believe this. There's, there's only a few people in your life that you'll ever feel close enough to bear your deepest burdens. And I'm just saying that out of observation, experience, Number one, bear your burden to Jesus. Number one, he's the greatest counselor. Secondly, he gives the body of Christ. Find someone, if you can, who will be a prayer partner, who will listen, who will help you bear your load. You were never, ever, ever meant to go through life alone without a friend, a brother, a sister in Christ. You can share your heart to each other and there's no condemnation. And you can bring each other up and not down. That's one of the ways God has designed the church to function. May we never be accused of wound, you know, killing our own wounded. We've heard that phrase in the church, kill our own wounded. What in the world are we thinking? But the fact of the matter, that can and has happened because we become, what I say, pharisaical, set in our ways, religious, and we forget about the person. We've got to be careful. You see, trials come in many shapes, forms, many ways. Sometimes it's a physical thing, an ailment, it's something, it's a pain. Pain can be trial. It's going to be testing because it will test you. When you're in pain, you don't feel yourself. It's okay to let people vent a little bit. Let them, you know, if they're having a rough time, a rough moment, just flow with it. Love on them anyway. Sometimes you've got to give them the space. I'm 
I talking okay? Is this, is this making sense? Well, I'm talking about trial. It's just real life stuff. And we don't just come to church and say, We're, everything is just fine. I never have a trial. That's not the truth. We are going to have trial. But let's go at it with God's methods. Let's fight this thing. Let's not give up. But we're going to see past the trial as Jesus himself, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Jesus, how could you say it was joy? It wasn't. The cross was not joy. It was the joy was past the cross into heaven when he could see multitudes of people coming before him being saved. That's the joy. And so it is that James says, consider it all joy. It's not that you say, I'm so glad I'm having a trial. No, I'm going to look past. I'm going to get strong. I'm going to get through this with the help of God, with the help of God's people with the right perspective. And pretty soon you go to the, t- wow, your spiritual muscles grew. Your spiritual muscle grew. Your prayer life grew. Your word, the word of God becomes something more real to you. More. You underline more scriptures when you're un- under trial going to the fire than you do otherwise. All right. This James is a little power-packed. I think I might stick with this for a while. I don't know. We've been through this several times. It's been a while, I think. He gets into the nitty-gritty. Tongue, one of the things. Listen, if you're not in a trial right now, enjoy it. And I'm not saying bloom and doom. I'm not, I, don't, I believe in speaking life over your circumstances. Take the authority of God's word and claim it. I am a child of God. We don't have to stand and shrink back and be taunted as David himself stood at that giant. You, you taunt the children of God. How dare you? insult the God's people and took him down. Took him down because the Spirit of God. Satan's trying to mess with your family and rebuke in the name of it. Plead the blood of Jesus. Pray over your loved ones, maybe where they sit and they're not. This is private stuff. This is private stuff. Pray, pray over people in their workplace. You're that secret agent of God going in to change their circumstances. You're like a Daniel in his time. He prayed three times a day and would not give in. Hallelujah. Anna's got a new song. I just love it. I'm going to let her turn her loose on it. Just, just soak this one in. It really speaks, it really speaks volumes about being in a situation. Just let it, let it speak to your heart and then we'll pray.